It's 670 KBOI on Alexa. First say, Alexa, enable the 670 KBOI skill. Then when you want to listen, say, Alexa, open 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Rick, you misunderstood me during the break. I didn't say they were kissing. I'm just saying that it was on paragraph four where it says inner office relationships are forbidden and now we know why, because both Casper uh-huh. and Chris are both sick. Hi there, Nate. How are you this morning? I'm fine. I'm you sure? Fine. <laughs> this isn't your normal uh, morning activity. No, it is not. But you know what? This is what we do. When someone goes down, next man up. And if everybody on that bench is sick, well, we dredge the bottom of the barrel, and we have Nathaniel running the board. That's good. Yes. Well, at least there's one first-teamer in here. Yes, there is. Welcome to the C-Squad. <laughs> <laughs> good morning. Good morning. Um, by the way, McCall Winter Carnival was was beautiful this weekend. You know, I was going to ask you about that today. I know that you took off down there and uh, you had something to do with the Boise State-Idaho hockey game. Boise State, the black and blue game was back. Yeah. Manchester Ice Arena was packed. Boise State came out. It really wasn't uh, that close, but it was 8-3. Um, it was it was a fun uh, fun scrimmage. Um, traffic was there. The, uh, the The amount of people that showed up for the parade was was fantastic. These ice sculptures were again fantastic. There's now, a the kids the kids would like this. I think the kids would like this. Nate, I've never been. I've never gone out to the McCall Winter Festival. I, I've been here 11 years, mm-hmm. and at no point have I decided to uh, take on the traffic. And it's not that bad. Miss football. <laughs> okay, well this this weekend is the uh, Pro Bowl games. Yeah, I won't. I, I'll be moving battle this. of the network TV stars will come back next. This year. isn't the weekend for me. Right. So they have the never ending story uh, maze. So they have all they have a whole bunch of characters carved out mm-hmm. from the never ending story. Uh, the turtle, the stone man, all of it, uh, all the things. Yes, uh, there, there's a phoenix right by the. Um, I mean, these are my favorites. Go for yourself. Uh, there's a phoenix right by the. Uh, um, oh gosh, the mill, the mill restaurant mm-hmm. uh, downtown. So just it was really cool. Uh, and of course, I was there for the hockey. So I was fine. I got I I left, missed all the traffic. Left early, missed all the traffic. Early Saturday or early Sunday? Early Saturday. Okay. Yes. So this is now the second time this week. I have, uh, or second time within three days, I have woken up at 4 a.m. I welcome you to my world. Yes. Yes. So I got plenty of sleep, woke up just in time. I have a very unpopular take on the end of yesterday's game, last night's game. Oh, the second game? Chiefs Bengals. AFC game? Yep. I do not think it should have been... Personal foul. I do not think the hit on Mahomes. The hit. It was a. Pu- it was a shove. It was a push. It was, it was a push. It was a push. I thought there was some acting on it. Um, I, I've seen a whole lot worse. I've seen a whole lot egregious. It was just a shove. That definitely it. decided the game. Yes, it did. It was. Uh, but I think Mahomes had two feet out of bounds. You don't get shoved. He had especially a, he had a quarterback foot on half the line. Nope, that's inaccurate. There was a foot on half the line. Play it back. Yep. Go Play ahead. It back. Roll it back. The push happened after the second foot came down. He was well out of bounds. I'm not a Chiefs fan by any means. Mm-hmm. I could be. 
I could be biased because of my history with Cincinnati. You probably are. Yes. Uh, other good news, uh, and, and I look at this as good news. Outside of the protests, there was no, there was not a lot of violence over the weekend in response to Tyree, uh, into the response to the uh, Tyree Nichols, yeah, um, uh, video, which I look at as pleasantly good news. Sorry, traffic got backed up for a little bit. Saw a lot of signs. Saw a lot of chants. Saw a lot of marches. Saw a lot of saw a lot of speeches. Didn't see a lot of violence. Yeah, I'm a little surprised actually that there wasn't a little more violence. I'm pleasantly surprised. Yeah, how about that? I'm, I'm with you. We can go back to that. We had uh, uh, Meridian uh, Police Chief uh, Tracy Bastrochea uh, join us right at the end of my show uh, Friday afternoon. I heard some of his comments. I thought he was particularly on point. As and, and and this is what uh, police officers are going to have to deal with all over the country. I mean, you, you know, you take a look at what happened, and you, uh, if you, if you want to have an informed opinion on it, you have to watch the video. That being said, it's as disturbing as it gets. It really is. It's as disturbing as it gets because you don't want anyone behaving like this i wouldn't i i would say that it would just be as disturbing if it was outside of a bar it would be as disturbing if it was a you know just a bunch of people getting mugged or mm-hmm. a bunch of people mugging someone um but it was police doing it in uh, in memphis members of the scorpion uh squad which has now been uh, disbanded yeah heard that this morning as well they have a large gang issue in um in in uh, in, in memphis so Justice will uh, justice will take its uh, you know, will, will take its stride from there. They've already been they've already been fired. They're 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 going to uh, they've been charged with second degree murder. Yeah, there's a lot more than that too because they're they're talking about this in Washington D.C. today. There's mm-hmm. some calls that are um, they're they're looking for some national action now on police reform, and so you'll probably see uh, more discussions about reform on the police. From Washington D.C. today, I don't know if we're going to see that from the uh, from the president or if we're going to see that from someone else. But uh, I know that there are some. You know, Any time that you have something that grabs headlines like this, there's going to be a politician out there that wants to grab some headlines for themselves. Sure, and, and this is a good way to do it. But uh, maybe maybe it's necessary. Maybe it is necessary. I tell you what, though, I'd hate to be a police officer right now. Police officers everywhere. Get painted when something like this happens. Same brush, same yes. uniform, all over. And rather than rather, you know, for, for for us who is the who are who are civilians, you know, the public to look at to look at officers as an adversarial group. If you have a question, feel and you see one in front of you, feel free to walk up and talk to them. Hey, how did that make you feel? Hey, how? I mean, just just feel free to walk right up. Hi, officer. Got a question. You saw the same video. Maybe, maybe, and maybe they haven't. If you feel the need to have that conversation, have it. Just a thought. Just sure. A thought, you know, other things to uh, get you going through the uh, through the morning. Um, we have rankings on commuter traffic, which I I find I find very interesting. Uh, there was an article in the Statesman that ranked the top ten. Most congested areas in the Treasure Valley. Going to talk about that. Uh, Lori Vallow's lawyer. This is fantastic. Lori Vallow's lawyer. Get to, do we get to talk about the, the Vallow case today? Yes, we do. No. I know it's one of your favorites. Boy, it is one of my favorites. 
Lori Vell's lawyer has uh, is seeking to dismiss the case due to lack of speedy trial. Yeah, I saw that. He went Idaho Constitution on us. Mm-hmm. Okay. There's a uh, there or there was a substitute teacher that was uh, trying to start his own uh, fight club at a middle mm-hmm. school, uh, getting students to fight and uh, and recording it. That's probably not the best thing he ever did. Utah is the first state to ban gender affirming, gender changing surgery treatment for minors. Talk about that. Also, there is an increase uh, increase uh, traffic at the border, the northern border. That's just what we have to get you going. I'm Nate Shellman. He's Rick Worthington. We're filling in for Casper and Chris. It's 615. And time for sports. It's brought to you by our good friends that are uh, hanging out over at the Pork Belly this morning. Chef Wally? I don't know if Chef Wally's there this morning or not. I think today's his day off. He's but he's there. I mean, he's there in spirit at the very least. Uh, yeah. Stop by the Pork Belly in CUNA today. I guarantee breakfast is going to be good. We'll start today with Boise State basketball. Now, 7-2 and two in the Mountain West. You see what they did to Colorado State Destroyed. on Saturday night? I mean... It was a close game for a while. 80-59 to 59 was the final. Tyson Degenhardt scored 22 points, making 10 of his 11 shots to pace the win. He talked about how he's adjusted to playing on the inside this season. I think it was a little bit in the summer, and then when I got, you know, uh, when I got, when Naj got inserted in the starting line, I knew I had to play more five, so that was kind of the big adjustment, but I think we're feeling pretty good about it right now. Degenhardt has been spectacular the last four games, averaging 19.5 points while shooting 68%. He and the Broncos will be at Air Force on Tuesday. Bob Beeler, News Talk KBOI. Now, Boise State, second place by themselves right now with that record of 7-2. and two. They're one game behind San Diego State, which makes this week's road trips really, really important. So you got to go and win on the road at Air Force tomorrow night, and then it's a Friday night contest with San Diego State. Uh-huh. Mm. So you know what you'd be doing Friday night, right? Going to be going to be airing the game. I mean, let's let's find uh let's find something to uh, you know, watch or listen. Pre-game tip-off on that'll be on the AM side on 670 KBOI. Okay. Now you know. KBOI news time is 6:16. And Shapiro this afternoon at 1. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Nate Shellman here, Chris, uh, sorry, Rick Worthington over there. For Chris Walton. For Chris Walton. I'm in for um, Mike Casper. We flipped a coin. Mike Casper. Yeah. Yeah. How's he doing? He's faking. Yeah, probably. Called him, called him last night. Hey, how you feel? He, he answered the phone. Hello? Hey. Hello? No, 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 no. Answer the phone. Hello? Hey, Mike, how you feeling? Oh. <laughs> uh. That's terrific. That's terrific. Maybe it's just too cold for him today. He wears shorts all the time. Yeah, that's true. All that's the true. time. He does. It's only, what, it was 11 when I got here this morning, 13 now. It's cold. Boys, get some uh, get some rest, get to the doctor, feel good, get back to work. We miss you. By the way, it's minus 40 in Yellowstone today. Probably don't want to go there. Glad I'm not there. Mm-hmm. Uh, middle school, high school. Did, did you get into many fights? I did, yes. Many fights? At least one every year growing up. Okay. I got in a fight during at school at see, least once a year. I don't see that's many like that to me. That's normal because I was about the same. Same for you, Nathaniel. About about a fight every every. He's a year. little younger than than we are. You know, two get to, fights, two fights a yeah. year, two fights overall. 
every Two couple every years. Couple yeah. years. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, Syringa Middle School substitute teacher Edson Ariola arrested Friday, according to the Idaho Statesman. Arrested Friday after he encouraged multiple students to fight during class. Mm-hmm. I want to know more about this story. I am, I am fascinated by this story. Did you ever? Did you ever have a teacher? Look at you, the guy you had beef with, ladies, if you had one. Did you ever have a teacher that said, you know what, just settle it. Settle have, it right here. I can answer that. I have once. I have once. It wasn't a teacher. It was a counselor at church camp. I swear to you, it happened. Northern Nevada. I was 12 years old, and these two dudes wouldn't leave each other alone all week. Finally, on a on a hike. Counselors are just like, we've had it. Get it out of your system. Get out here. and Everybody circle up. Get out here. Let's get it over with. And they fought, and that was the end of it. Father, I swear to you that happened. Father Dominic. Yeah? Father Dominic, who was, by the way, this didn't happen all the time. Okay? This was a scenario. I, I can't recreate it appropriately. Um, it was history class. And we were just jawing at each other the whole time. I don't know why. I, you I, fought I, in class? You fought in class for Father Dominic? After class. After class. After, after, it, was, it was after school I in gotcha. the class. I got gotcha. you. But handled it. He's like, you two back here or detention. Both of you for interrupting this class. Mm-hmm. Shut up. Sit down. Get back here. Handle it. Never want to hear about it again. And he cleared out the uh, he cleared out the desks. Yeah. Yep. Nobody else was. It was just him. Yeah. Okay. Nobody else was allowed in. He didn't. He didn't like have his phone to record. No. It. No, no. 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 That wasn't that. That was not technology. That's we had just straight Caldwell the right there. Yeah. Oh my God. So yeah. I I want to know more about this. However, um, this guy was uh, uh posting somehow posted the video on social media. He did not post it on social media. Caldwell police uh, resource officers discovered the video on social media, began investigating, interviewing parents, witnesses, all those involved. So needless to say, this guy's, uh, according to the Idaho Statesman, um, not going to be subbing anytime soon. Yeah, You know, I like to refer back to what Herm Edwards once said to NFL rookie camp in referring them to, don't hit sand, (laughs) don't hit sand. Whatever you do, just don't hit sand. Here's here's an interesting part about this. What are you doing? This. Here's an interesting part about this. Again, according to the statesman, Caldwell detectives say the teacher set a timer and encouraged the students to fight for how long? 60 seconds. Right? 10 seconds. It was 10 seconds. Okay. 10 seconds. 10 seconds. Have it out. Done. Well, hmm. 60 seconds would have been more entertaining. Okay, that was a bad take. I'm sorry. I'm, I apologize. That was the wrong thing to say. I admit it. Still wrong. I don't know if it's more wrong or less wrong, but still wrong, and I apologize. KBOI News Time, 626. <laughs> Casting from the Empire Title Studios, we are News Talk KBOI. I'm Nate Shellman. He's Rick Worthington. We're filling in for Casper and Chris this morning. Welcome in. 
632 now. I'm fascinated by this story out of Caldwell. I am fascinated by this story out of the... Sorry, I have to be specific when I'm talking about the Caldwell schools. Yeah, you can't, because, just, uh, can't just say a, a Caldwell story. No, no. I, uh, I, I'm fascinated by the story of a substitute teacher at a middle school who encouraged students to fight. Ten seconds. I'm fascinated by it because I had a, I had a teacher that did it. Mm-hmm. You had it in church camp. In church camp of all places, yeah. Nathaniel, did you have a teacher that that said just just get it over with? Did you for lack, lack of? But here's the thing, with all with all three of us, nobody recorded it. There's no recordings. No, nobody pressed send. We we didn't have social media. No, we in didn't our have day. that kind of technology available. No, yeah, no. If we wanted to download That's a photo, difference. yeah, that was the entire study hall. So, dial up was a thing. I'll we'll sit down and we'll chat with you about the old days one day. Um. Sorry, 10-second rounds and the charges that this teacher's facing. Four counts of injury to child. One count of inciting a riot. Four counts of violation of the Juvenile Corrections Act encouraging a minor to fight. Now, without knowing... Without knowing why he picked or why students were fighting, because apparently two guys fought and two girls fought. Without knowing why, yeah. hey, you, if you fight so and so, I'll give you extra points. Okay, then that's that's bad. Yeah, that is bad. Posting it on social media is bad. But there isn't any good degree here. I mean, it's just degrees of how bad this is. Third time, Caldwell Schools has made news. 10 seconds. That's it. All it was, 10 seconds. It was just a 10-second fight. Okay? Man, I, 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 I totally agree that this is inappropriate for a teacher, but I, I come from a background where I fought a lot. Mm-hmm. I fought a lot in school. Not picking fights, but not walking away from them. I, I'm not playing tough guy here. I, I took plenty of shots. It's just Students involved were not injured. Right. Okay. According to the according to the release, according to the story, the students involved in this were not injured. Um, I think he should face some punishment. I think he should face definitely some crime for recording it, posting it on social media. That's you're you're no, you don't record kids basically doing anything without permission of the. Well, parents. There's going to be some punishment here, but I don't want to see him teaching again. Okay. Overall, though, bad thing because some students actually might should. Have it out. You don't reward them. You guys fight. Go ahead. You got ten seconds. You're both in detention, or you're, or you're both in school detention afterwards. But go ahead, fight. If you're just not going to shut up, go ahead. Have it out. Do it right now. You got ten seconds. Don't want to hear about it. I would say that school is not the place to do that, and the teacher is not the one to set that up. Kids that fight. Look, I'd be a hypocrite if I said there's no place for it. This also might be another reason some people don't want to take their kid to public schools. 208 336 3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless phone, 1 800 529 KBOI. Have any of you listening now, and yes, we're going to go, we're, we're, we're going to go back in the day. Back in the day, did you have a teacher say, just have it out? Just have it out. That's so old school. Yes, it is. Now it's a crime. 
Listen to KBOI online. Go to KBOI.com and click the Listen Live button. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Dow Futures down 178 so far. I was just looking at that. It's not good. NASDAQ down, but again, it's the futures. I'm Nate Shellman. He's uh, Rick Worthington. We're both filling in for Casper and Chris because uh, they didn't wear their mittens when they went outside over the weekend. Probably not wrong. Caldwell substitute teacher has been arrested because police say he urged students to fight, recorded it, and somehow it got on social media. Somehow. Now... This guy's charged with a, this guy's charged with plenty a boatload yeah there's there's lots of charges following however however all of us in this room you guys you guys both went to probably some gladiator church camp that I need to learn about yeah Nathaniel and I both went to church camp and were exposed to some type of bare knuckle boxing. I I didn't fight myself at church camp, but I did watch some. I went to a private all-boys Catholic school, and my history teacher was okay with it. And now that I said it out loud, now I actually know the entire circumstance of why we fought after school that day in that class. What was that? Yeah, it's, it's, it's not about me. So <laughs> I'm glad you figured that out. That being said, it's like, well, since all three of us have had it, this guy's charged with a crime, endangerment to uh, endanger to, to kids. Jim in Boise. Jim, listening on 670 KBOI. Back in the day, did you hey, have a teacher? Hello. Did you have a teacher that was okay with you fighting? Yeah, absolutely. I'll tell you this. I was raised pretty much the same way I guess you guys were. My dad said, don't start it, but be there when it's over. Mm-hmm. So that's the way I was raised. But I actually went to a high school where if a fight broke out, we were taken to the gym and our gym teacher, because at that time, everybody took P.E. The gym teacher actually had boxing gloves, made us put them on and have it out till one guy wanted to quit. And <clears throat> that settled a lot of things. And everybody knew that if a fight broke out, you went to coach, I don't know if I can say his name, but you went to coach Cad's office and uh, in the gym put the gloves on and get it over with, and that was it. And it seemed to resolve a lot of things. People got along well, and uh, that's that's the school I went to. Appreciate the call, yeah, Jim. Thank you. Yeah, back in the day, we didn't we didn't call it Fight Club. We called it Boxing Club. But you just had it out. You just had it out. Mm-hmm. Now... And by the way, I don't know how it was in your if if you were caught fighting, it didn't matter who started it, didn't matter who ended it. Both of everybody got punished. Everybody involved got punished. Nope, that's not always how that went. Not at my school. Yeah, <laughs> at church camp maybe. I don't know. I wasn't involved. I don't know how what the punishment was. KBOI News Time six forty five. What? Church camp, man. People were boxing. What did you learn at church camp this weekend? Tyler has a heck of a right cross. (laughs) (laughs) How about a little football from yesterday? The Super Bowl is set. First game of the day, the NFC Championship game, saw the Eagles at home taking on the 49ers. Second down and five, ball at the 13. Hurts gives it off against Sanders. Five into the 
Kelsey. Jason Kelsey. What an unbelievable job. Kelsey joined my ladder off that left side. You can see the alley created on the left side, and Miles Sanders just used his speed to get the ball into the yeah, end zone. The Eagles can run the football, and of course, 49ers didn't get any help when uh, Purdy went down in the first drive of the game. And then the backup. Yeah. They were a step away from McCaffrey having to take snaps. Yeah, it wasn't pretty. It wasn't pretty either. <laughs> Sorry, I was a bad joke. KBOI News Time, 646. For your Google Play, simply say, Hey Google, play 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Futures right now down 159. And if you're hearing this voice for the first time this morning, I am not Mike Casper. Don't you dare call me Mike Casper. I'm filling in for Mike Casper because Mike Casper yeah. has just a little bit of, he just got a little bit of, uh, he has the sniffles. He's got, yeah, poor, poor little fella. Poor little fella. Now, Chris Walton also is, uh, is ill as well. So we wish them both a speedy recovery. If you are not happy with today's show or the performance of either Mr. Worthington or myself, feel free to email, uh, Mike at KBY.com or Chris at KBY.com and blame them because mm-hmm. they are the reason we are hosting this show. Completely. Yeah, that's, yeah. That, that's it. That's okay. accurate. Yes. yes. So uh, to get you going uh, this morning, Dow Futures down 152. Just said that a little ago. NASDAQ Futures down 138. Russell 2K down 17 again. And this is just... Uh, this, again, future, so anything could change. Uh, news to get you going this morning. The Scorpion unit has been disbanded in Memphis, Tennessee. This was the unit that they had within the Memphis Police Department to um, to fight gang uh, gang crimes. Correct. Have a yeah. Big gang problem in Memphis, Tennessee. Also, all five of the officers that were uh, that were involved in in uh, Tyree Nichols were part of this unit. The camera, the stationary camera that was uh, that was shown, was set up. I thought it was set up for traffic. Apparently, set up for uh, uh, to, something to do with gang activity, right? Yes, to witness, to find gang activity. So, again, good news over the weekend was it was just protests, no violence. That is good. That is fantastic news. As um, the video is seen more, I don't anticipate that to be the case. Do you? I I hope it is, I hope it is the case. I I hope it maintains. If well, you're, if you're I I would hope to, that as well. Right. I just I think as more people get to work and are on their computers and their phones, and I I think that people tune out of news occasionally during the weekend. Sure. And, I, and so I think that as people get to work today, they are going to start to see this video, and the outrage is going to escalate. That's usually how that. That happens. Let's just hope that all remains calm. And again, if, if people want to protest, if people want to march, if people want to want to give speeches and, and have signs, then then that's fine. That's fine. And as much as I don't like traffic being uh, being gummed up anywhere, uh, there's a there's a large bridge that goes from uh, Arkansas into Memphis, mm-hmm. and uh, that bridge was uh, was uh, protested for for an hour or so on uh, on Friday night. Gnarled up traffic a bit. Gnarled up traffic a bit. And, you know, I'm, I'm sure some people got heated at that as well for, for traffic coming to a standstill for an hour. Nobody likes that. But, you know what? Uh, we're not talking about arson. We're not talking about uh, cities just being burnt from the inside out. 
So we don't we don't here's the thing, here's the good news. This is what happens when people don't do that. We don't report on it. Mm-hmm. So there can be civility. There can be. That's the good news, and we already know this. It's good to prove it when something bad happens. You go, hey, something bad happened, and nobody committed a crime in response. It's fantastic. Now, locally, <laughs> we talked about this last hour. Uh, there's a uh, there's a substitute teacher in the Caldwell Middle School who has been uh, uh, arrested, brought up on, uh, arrested with charges of... Four counts of injury to child, one count of enticing a riot, four counts of violation of the Juvenile uh, Corrections Act, encouraging a minor to fight for encouraging middle school students to fight for 10 seconds, filming it, posting it on social media. That's it's incredible to me that something like this would happen, but it's the social media aspect that I really think. Now, somebody just doesn't have a brain here, I, I, and and that's the part I'm more I'm, I'm actually more grossed out on is posting it on social media. It's one thing to go old school in a classroom and encourage kids to fight. It's wrong. It's not it not to happen, especially in this day and age. Though it has happened, and we've all seen it to some degree. Mm-hmm. Posting it on social media makes me think that particular dude is as stupid as they get downstairs from us in utah first state first state this year to ban gender affirming treatment for transgender youths and this language being used on usa today uh in utah they're going to prohibit transgender surgery already prohibits transgender surgery for those under the age of 18, and hormone treatment for minors who have not yet been diagnosed with gender dysphoria. I would venture to guess there might be a similar proposition in Idaho. Idaho usually follows Utah, especially in terms of conservative legislation. If it goes through in Utah, it usually will go through in Idaho. There's going to be a guest uh, this week. They still have capital clarity at the Capitol. And uh, there's going to be a guest this week of somebody who has firsthand knowledge of being a minor, getting that treatment, and then getting older, feeling a certain way about it. And uh, we're, we're going to talk to uh, we're going to talk to that guest uh, later on uh, later on this week. Other states have uh, have similar legislation have, have introduced similar legislation: Kansas, Kentucky, Missouri, Montana, New Hampshire, Oklahoma, South Carolina, Tennessee, Texas, and Virginia. I would imagine Idaho is going to join them uh, join that list this week or next week. Gotcha. So we we have that to uh, discuss as well. Are they going to talk at any point about the uh, grocery tax and or? Um, any of the other, well, that's the the next one. I mean, we've waited not quite through the first month of the legislature, and we haven't seen that bill yet. Is there a chance maybe we'll get the most important two bills taken care of? Anytime I've asked any of the uh, lawmakers off air, I'm told they're working on it, and there will be a bill that is coming soon. Coming soon. Gotcha. Yes. So stay tuned. I I would probably venture to say right now, since there's only two days left in January, safe to say next month. They all still want to get out of there by the end of March. Mm-hmm. They don't want to have a, they they don't want to have another extended um, another extended session. However, the longer they wait to address property tax, 
I don't see there. I don't see grocery tax being a starter yet this uh, this this session. Okay. I, I'm not a fan of that. I wish it would be. However, I'd be I'd be shocked if it made its way past the legislature and went it, uh, went up to the governor's desk. I understand. That seems yeah, to be that seems to be very personal in the uh, in the factions. Sure, I I think you're right about that. I I think I just wish policymakers would prioritize in terms of you know the bills that we're going to do first to get us out on time let's take care of these first so it, it tells me that they didn't get anything done well, during the other during the other it. months Rick, they're working on it it's been four years they're working on it they're working on it so i shouldn't be frustrated is they're, that what you're saying they're working on it rick okay I mean, i'm not saying you you can't be i'm just saying they're working on it well, I, I would venture that I'm not the only person that's frustrated. KBY News Time. Over the bill. 7.15. Time for sports. Brought to you by the Pork Belly in CUNA. Downtown CUNA. All right. Let's get to it. Basketball on Saturday night. Tyson Degenhardt scored 22 points, making 10 of his 11 shots to pace the win. He talked about how he's adjusted to playing on the inside this season. I think it was a little bit in the summer, and then when I got, you know, uh, when I got, when Naj got inserted in the starting line, I knew I had to play more five, so that was kind of the big adjustment, but I think we're feeling pretty good about it right now. Degenhardt has been spectacular the last four games, averaging 19.5 points while shooting 68%. He and the Broncos will be at Air Force on Tuesday. Bob Beeler, News Talk KBOI. Now, just to catch you up on everything that happened over the weekend, San Diego State is still your first-place team right now in the Mountain West. They're one game ahead of Boise State after, well, the Broncos did get that victory, 80-59. Mm-hmm. to 59. I don't know if the score was included there. Uh, other games that were played over the weekend, you saw on Friday night, New Mexico defeat Air Force, 81-73. Utah State went to Fresno State and won, 70-53. It was San Diego State with the win over San Jose State, 72-51. to And the Rebels defeated the Nevada Wolfpack, 68-62. to And again, uh, games coming up tomorrow. That does include Boise State at Air Force. That's a 7 p.m. tip time. KBOI News Time is 7-17. Time for the Morning Market Report. Powered by CapEd Credit Union. Keeping you informed about your money before the market opens. Sponsored by Tree City Advisors. On News Talk, KBOI, Boise. Right now, Dow Futures, NASDAQ Futures, both down. Jeremiah Bates joining us to give us a look ahead. Jeremiah, what can we expect this week? Now, it's a very busy week ahead, and I anticipate today to be a bit muted or a bit flat in anticipation Again, we have earnings reports scattered throughout the week and with some notable names. Now, we have about 100 companies within the S&P 500 set to report earnings this week. And you have the big boys. You have Apple. You have Alphabet, which is the parent company of Google. You have Amazon. I mean, these huge players... Eyes are going to be set on these companies, whether they're beating expectations or missing expectations. And also, really, and we saw this last week with a lot of companies, what are these companies looking forward to in the next three to six months? What is that? What is What do their projections look like? And that can certainly be market moving. Additionally, you have the highly anticipated meeting from the Central Bank, the Federal Reserve. That's a two-day meeting. It takes starts on Tuesday. They will release their remarks on Wednesday. Highly anticipated that the central bank will raise their federal funds rate, raise interest rates by a quarter of one percentage point. 
So this could go to either side. If they do go aggressive and if they go higher than a than one quarter of percent, that would certainly uh, weigh down on market sentiment. We can continue. We could see a bit of a sell off because we've seen a pretty solid rally to the start of this year. We can all agree with that. And historically, a strong performance in the month of January has been a signal of above average gains for the year ahead. So it's certainly going to be a busy week. You also have jobs numbers that will be released on Friday. So lots for the market to digest this week. Saw a, uh, saw a report that Google was uh, laying off their masseuses that they had. No, no <laughs> sorry, no what? They, they had uh, masseuses at Google. They did? They for, laid them off? Laid them off. I'm all for cost cutting, but uh, I'm going to keep my masseuse for now. There's, uh, I've seen reports on the uh, on the CEO of uh, of Apple taking a pay cut and all. That. Is there anything anyone can do to kind of couch themselves, just just kind of hedge their hedge their bets to uh, Wednesday's uh, announcement on on interest rates? Well, I mean, it's it's just in such <clears throat> we're talking such a short term mm-hmm. thing here, and you don't want to bet against the Fed, right? And it could go either way. Because here's the thing: we're seeing a trend in the underlying data beginning to form, and we're starting to see inflation go down. Inflation has peaked. We saw a peak back in June of 2022, so we're seeing this trend of inflation go down. And the Federal Reserve, their objective right now, they've been clear, is to bring down inflation. So. Will they continue their aggressive hike? We just don't know. So I would not recommend putting putting chips on the table based on what you think or what you don't think the Federal Reserve is going to do. These decisions should be primarily made off of what are your long-term, like what's the purpose of your investment in the first place? If it's short-term, you probably shouldn't be invested in the first place. If you're long-term, well, then this Federal Reserve decision is just going to be a blip in the road because you got to think 10 years from now, five years from now, will we hone back into this single Federal Reserve meeting as the make or break? Probably not. Interesting to see the constra- uh, the contraction going on in uh in digital, in 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 tech, whether it's uh, whether it's Google, Facebook, or Meta, or or whomever, just start, interesting to see that contraction going on. Yeah, well, and then you got to look at the headlines that are coming too, as as far as these layoffs. But if you look at the actual numbers, if if you go back to end of twenty twenty, back half of twenty twenty, going into twenty twenty one, the amount of people that were hired by these technology companies, even though they're starting to implement layoffs, they're not even close to getting back to the initial uh, hiring level that they were at before that. So even though there seems to be a lot of doom and gloom, there's a lot of these layoffs happening in the technology sector, two things. They're still very robust as far as the number of people that are employed by these companies. Secondly, when we look at the overall job picture, the technology sector makes up such a small percentage of the overall labor market. So even then, when we're talking about close to two jobs available for every unemployed person, these these massive layoffs, which you could look at as massive layoffs in the technology sector, it's it's going to make a small dent, if that. We're going to check in with you at 8.30. We're going to check in with you at noon, and we will check in with you just after close at 2.30. Jeremiah Bates, appreciate it. Thanks, gents. Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are News Talk KDOI. I'm Nate Schoen filling in for Mike Casper. He's Rick Worthington filling in for Chris Walton. Correct. This is still Casper yeah. and Chris. It's their show. They just don't want to show up for it. They're Whatever. Not on, they're not on vacation. They're they're ill, so they say. Hey, by the way, yes. We're just talking about Kellen Moore. He probably won't be unemployed long. He's already got interest from the San Diego San Diego Chargers. Listen to me, Los Angeles Chargers. Oh, too soon. <laughs> and Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Okay. 
both interested in talking with Kellen Moore about their offensive coordinator open positions right now. A number of people have been talking about the the video, the fallout, uh, and the protests from uh, from Tyree Nichols and the uh, and the officers who uh, just savagely beat him in uh, in Memphis. The charges they were brought up on when the video was released. I want to say about an hour later, after the uh, within the hour, I had a chance to talk with Meridian Police Chief Tracy Bastrochea. You've been hearing uh, snippets of that in news. Here's Chief Bastrochea in full. Meridian Police Chief Tracy Bastrochea joining us here. Sir, it's only been a couple minutes, and I only have uh, a minute or two left in this program today, but how, how do you feel? Um, well, much like the Chief of Mem- Memphis mentioned, I, honestly, I feel sick to my stomach. Um, with what we saw here, uh, just a complete lack of empathy or compassion or you know, not only did they violate their oath to protect and serve, but they did worse. I mean, this this is this is a sad day for law enforcement, and I hate to um, even refer to these five individuals as police officers. What do you think the conversations will be with your your officers as they? You know what kind of what, what kind of conversations do you want them to have, or, or or do you not want them to have as they engage with the public? You know, hopefully just in conversation, because the officers here in the Treasure Valley are part of the community, just like uh, just like you are. Absolutely, I actually I sent a message out earlier today, um, in the expectation when this video did come out, and I just reiterated that we are not those officers, and. We expect so much more out of our officers in this valley, and we get so much more out of our officers in this valley. And I emphasize to um, all of our our officers that you're going to be painted in the broad brush uh, along with these officers, and, and you've got to be above that, and you've got to show our community why we're different, continue to show our community why we're different. Um, the officers in, in Idaho, um, we have avoided incidents like this because of our standards, our expectations, and our accountability. And we can never um, let those things go just to hire people and put people on the street. Chief, I know uh, I, I know the comments you're making are, are, are as soon as you were, you know, you don't want to make a snap comment. You you want to make sure that the words, and you've always done this over time, and we appreciate you sharing your opinion uh, here with us on this program. It, it's a it's an emotional time for for everybody. It's an emotional time for the country. It's an emotional time for the families involved. It's an emotional time for officers and for everyone watching this, sir. Thank you. Thank you for sharing your your thoughts on this. I really do appreciate it. Thank you, Nate. Meridian Police Chief Tracy Bastrochea, uh, um, that, and that was from Friday's show. Just just a few minutes. That after was really the, appropriate. Mm-hmm. I thought he he showed the the timber of where that needed to be. Talk more about talk more about the the chief's words. If you want to weigh in on it, two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred pound six seventy on your Verizon wireless phone one eight hundred five two nine KBY. Right now, traffic and weather. The Great One, Mark Levin, tonight at 7. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 
I'm Nate Shellman. He's Rick Worthington. We're filling in for Casper and Chris. And if you want to be part of this discussion, 208-336-3700, we have two stories that paint uh, that paint an entire vocation in the worst light. Okay, and there are there are so many who are are teachers, substitute teachers involved in schools who just want to teach kids how to read, how to write, how to math. Mm-hmm. know their history, so on and so forth. And then you see a story out of Caldwell where a, uh, a guy was filming students for 10 seconds at a time. Not just a guy. It was a teacher. Teacher, right. Substitute teacher uh, filming middle school students in Caldwell for 10 seconds at a time uh, fighting. And that person brought up on charges. In Memphis, Tennessee, of course, everybody knows the, the story of uh, Tyree Nichols. Five officers going after... Going after him and, and Tyree had, you know, you could say that Tyree had resisted. They took him out of his. They took him out of his car, tried to tried to put handcuffs on him, then used a taser and pepper spray, and somehow he got he got away and ran. And it's easy to say after looking back as to how everything played out. I would have too. What other non lethal forms of of putting him down could they have used? They did tase him. They did pepper spray him. And I'm not defending the officers here who were clearly way, way over the line. But my gosh, Nate, what else could they have done to? I don't think they I don't know to. what else they could have done. I'm, again, I'm not defending them. I'm yeah. just saying what else did they not do correctly in that led up to the beating that happened? So. As you take a look around the other teachers who we're not talking about today because they didn't violate the law. They didn't violate the trust. They didn't put the kids at risk. When you take a, when you take a look at the number of officers who are out there just sitting in their car, making sure that, you know, everyone's, everyone's going, going the speed limit. No one's swerving, you know, and, and they are somebody who you will call if you, you know, hear noises at night. Or you see someone looking around cars, you're still supposed to call the cops. You're still supposed to call the police. If you think you are at risk from harm for some from someone else, you're still supposed to call the police because so many, the majority, the vast majority, have their wits about them. They 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 haven't, uh, and, and and maybe they maybe it develops over time. Maybe they maybe something happened. I, I don't know, and it's the same for all humanity. While we're talking about it, you know, we talk about gun owners all the time. Anytime there's a uh, the, anytime there's a shooting death, mm-hmm. but again, ninety nine point nine percent of gun owners aren't committing crimes. No one's, you know, and it's and it's difficult to report on that when somebody does something horrendous. It's difficult to report on a number of the people who are just doing their job for the right reason. So not all teachers, not all substitute teachers, not everybody who works at a school wants to, you know, start their own little mini fight club. Just like sure. not every officer not every officer disrespects people. Can I ask a quick question? Sure. Tyree Nichols, why did they pull him over initially? What was the infraction? Erratic driving. Erratic driving. Erratic driving. It cost him his life? Shouldn't have. That's hard. It shouldn't it's have. Really hard. KBOI News Time, seven forty five. 
All right, let's jump into sports. It's brought to you by the Pork Belly. Downtown Cuna. The gravy is fantastic, by the way. Okay. They're open. They're running right now. Stop down and see Chef Wally and the guys at the Pork Belly. You're not going to be disappointed. Really good AFC Championship game. Once again, the Bengals and Chiefs. 20-20. to 20, Two minutes left to play. The Chiefs start to drive. And Nate Shellman, who has been hitting the hippie lettuce clearly a little too long today. I have not... Doesn't think it was a hit out of bounds. Oh, I don't think it was. I I think it was. Uh, I, I think it was a push. I do not think it it rose to the level of unsportsmanlike conduct. Late hit. Patrick Mahomes, who has a bad wheel, and is running actor. for a first down. Great actor steps out of bounds as he's going out of bounds. Gets a push in the back and then goes all the way into the bench area Acted and falls. Like he got hit by a truck. There might have been a little acting involved, but nevertheless, good for him. Still wasn't as horrendous as soccer. You know what I'm saying. Yeah, I, I get it. I get it. Or 15-yard penalty. It puts the Chiefs within field goal range. And here we go. This will be a 45-yard attempt from the far hash. At eight seconds to go in regulation, Cincinnati does have one timeout left. Harrison Butker, the biggest kick of his Chiefs' life. Placement is down. Butker's kick is up. The spinning kick high, floating in the air, and it is good! 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 Did Cincinnati call timeout? They did not! They did not! They did not! It's a field goal from 45 yards out! All right, Chiefs win. And that's that was the other thing I was doing. Why didn't he call timeout nice to the kicker? What? That happens all the time. Because he was still angry about the call. He was still fighting with the officials about the penalty. KBOI News Time is 717. Be a part of the show at 336-3700 or toll-free 1-800-529-KBOI. Now, back to Casper and Chris on News Talk KBOI. Don't forget you can text in 208-336-3700. Same, uh, same numbers you can call in at 208-336-3700. Mike texts in and says, "Training culture, it's that simple." And he's talking about the uh, talking about the Memphis uh, incident with uh, their action with, uh, with with Tyree Nichols. And there are there are always pockets of of someone not listening. There's always there's there's always somebody who or a group that just goes against the grain. Right? We we have it here at a radio station. And I would imagine we've seen it where it happens. I mean, not to the point of beatings, but we we've seen multiple issues of violence across the entire spectrum. The police get this handed to them, and this is one of the reasons we have rules. This is one of the reasons we have uh, uh, cameras on every single officer. Every so, I mean, I, I I would imagine every single officer has a body camera on them. Everywhere in America by now, right, especially the ones that are on streets. You know, if you're if you're out on patrol. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you've got a you've got a number of cameras. You got one on your car, and you got one on your person. It's why they go through so much training because even the accused have rights. Even criminals have rights. Yeah, absolutely. Police, police are not uh, police are not supposed to be uh, judge and jury. However. There is a number of people who do not follow the rules. 
And one of the things that is going to happen with all police departments all across America, if it didn't already start, it will. You, you can you can see this trickle down at some point. It'll probably happen uh, within the near future. Is to revisit all of the rules of engagement. To revisit when a, when an officer is allowed to use force, how much force they can yeah, use. Yeah, I think you're I think you're right on it now. Mm-hmm. Now you're right on it because. This was not a shooting. No. This was not, you know, gunfire exchanged, and then this beating happened. This was someone, though, who did not respond appropriately to what you would expect would put someone down, pepper spray and taser, both deployed. Got a In fact, so much pepper spray that the officers were affected, too. But to stand a guy up after he's handcuffed and then keep wailing on him? Pick him no, back up I, again and then keep wailing on him? Well, clearly that that's not what was supposed to happen. It's not what was supposed to happen. Hard to be a police officer right now, right now though, Nate. And I, I want to say things to defend police officers here because I believe it's the toughest job in America right sure, now. Sure but is. also stuff like this happens and it's inexcusable. But it's not the officers here that did it. There are so many teachers who are walking into a classroom who are not encouraging their students to fight. There are so many officers who started work today who have no belief, no intent on violating anyone's rights. And the responsibility is going to be on them to remind people that that's their job and that they're one of the good ones. And it's hard to do that when... When when emotions are on are on a heightened uh, heightened state, KBOI News Time seven fifty six. Remember, if you missed any part of Casper and Chris this morning, check out their podcast on the KBOI app or on KBOI.com. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris live and local on News Talk KBOI. Mike Casper, Chris Walton, both out sick, different as, illnesses, as far as we know. Yes. I definitely believe Chris Walton. Yeah, and Chris. Chris is Chris is an upstanding guy, you know. And 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 I know that he, you know, he, he likes coming. Not a lot of dishonest in that guy. No, you're right. Mike no. Casper, on the other hand, I wouldn't trust him. No, I'm not so sure. No, checked in with him last night. He answered the phone fine. Then we then when he realized it was me, then then he put on an acting uh acting performance that rivaled that of Patrick Mahomes in the last drive of, uh, of uh, wow. yesterday's game so that's that's where we're at. I you're not going to get me to change my mind on it I'm sorry I I understand a little pushy pushy shovey shovey and you, you you think that Patrick Mahomes was in roller derby back in the 80s why are you advocating for the for the Bengals is what I'm not completely clear on why am i advocating for the bengals yeah i am not advocating for anybody i'm just saying it, i think he overacted oh that's all that's all i'm definitely no patrick mahomes fan i am on the side As of truth a completely out of my mind and bruised raider fan i'm not rooting for the chiefs how many commercials do you see joseph asaya not many none how many is patrick mahomes in there's there's yeah there's some acting coaching going on. He's so popular that State Farm put his head coach in the commercial. Now, uh, a number of you who called early uh, with, uh, with with guesses to the nearly impossible trivia question, it's funny because we haven't even announced what we're giving away. No. No. So uh, 
golf show. We got uh, we got golf show tickets. You have a pair of tickets to the golf show and fifty dollar gift certificate to Costa Vida. That is the package for today's nearly impossible uh, trivia coming up here in just a couple minutes. Don't bad. call now, not now, then. Don't call until you hear the music. We uh, there's another story uh, coming out of Caldwell which we've referenced uh, lately, and I, I don't want it to be lost. If this substitute teacher did what they accused him of, definitely should be definitely he shouldn't be teaching anymore. I would say you're right. Yeah. And it would be nice to one day talk about Caldwell schools and actually just talk about, you know, learning. Well, uh, yeah, instead of people fighting. I mean, whether it's, you know, a, at the uh, school board meeting. Right. Or cranking out of, at the, you know, school board members. Or it's or, protesting. However, I, I will suggest this. If members of the school board do wish to fight themselves 10 seconds at a time, I will volunteer as tribute to record those fights yeah. and post that on, uh, I'll post on KBY.com. But they're adults. Sure. Although that fight would actually be... Because it's so much better when adults fight than kids. Yes. A uh, middle school teacher was arrested Friday. Syringa Middle School substitute teacher was arrested Friday after the allegations came out that he encouraged... Two boys to fight each other, two girls to fight each other for 10 seconds at a time. And apparently this was filmed and they discovered it on uh, on social media. The students were not injured. The fights were 10 seconds, 10 seconds. This teacher charged with four counts of injury to child, one count of inciting a riot and four counts of violation of the Juvenile Corrections Act, encouraging a minor to fight. Now, Here's the worst part about it with my twisted head. I think the worst thing this teacher did was record it and put it online. Yeah. Well, it was the dumbest. I don't know if it's the worst, but it's the dumbest. I will say because I had a high school history teacher not encourage us to fight, but there was a classroom beef once upon a time back in the day, and we met up after school. And I've heard different stories from a it's number happened. of people where, sure. hey, if, if you want to fight somebody, go get, the, go get the gloves on. That's it. That's the only way this is going to be done. Period. Those days are gone. Oh, way gone. Those days are way gone. And we'll there, talk- There's still lots of fights. Might get around to talking about that in the 9 o'clock hour. However, we got a lot of Broncos to get through because not only did they have a great win against Colorado State, there's rankings. They got, uh, they, they got two games this week. Bob Beeler, tell us more. Download the 670 KBOI app for your smartphone for free. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Again, I'm Nate Shellman filling in for Mike Casper. He's Rick Worthington filling in for Chris Walton. Together we are still pretty dumb. Yep. The C squad. <laughs> However, did you know the answer to this before I brought it up? I didn't. Okay, because there are times when I hear them ask this question. I'm like, wait a second, I know this one. I know this one. I did not know this until this weekend's uh, this weekend's festivities. I'll talk more about this. Wild and that's Land, how this became a question. This be- well, it became a thing, and I'll tell I'll talk to you more about it here in a second. If you stop interrupting me, Mister Worthington, got it. I'm done. 
Wildland firefighters use this tool. Part acts, part ads. Kevin. Yes. What is it? It's a Pulaski. Why do you know this? Wait, that's what it's called? It's a Pulaski. He is correct. He is correct. You're you're into tools. Yes. I am so tooled out right now. I'm an old guy, so. Okay. So you don't you don't know much about it. Oh, I know how to use it. You okay? Do you know why it's called the Pulaski? Um, I'm glad you asked. Thank you so much, Kevin. Yeah. I'm glad you. It's it's called the Pulaski because it was developed and, and created by Ed Pulaski. Now, Kevin, now that yeah. I said that out loud, you know who Ed Pulaski is, don't you? Yeah. No, you don't. He lives down the street from me. Yeah, no, no, no. He uh, Ed Pulaski uh, was a uh, <laughs> Ed Pulaski was a ranger, and he is uh, he's credited with creating this tool, a hand tool, in 1911 after the Great Fire of 1910. U.S. Forest Ranger created this tool. Kevin, don't go anywhere. Created this tool that is that was created here in Idaho. There is a initial Pulaski that is in the Wallace District Mining Museum in Wallace, Idaho, in the collection of the Smithsonian Institution. This, I'm Rick, I know, I'm laying pearls on you here. This Pulaski is also the uh, inspiration for the prize between the Boise State hockey team and the University of Idaho hockey team. And the Pulaski now resides with the Boise State University hockey team after their drubbing of the University of Idaho this weekend in McCall at the McCall Winter Classic. Yeah. So now you know. There was a a lot of history there, some of which I absorbed, most Mm -hmm. of which I just didn't even look, didn't hear. KBOI News Time. Nice job, Nate. (laughs) (laughs) 8.25. This is Bronco Monday. Shaver, step back three. He got it. We'll discuss the most recent Boise State game and discuss the upcoming schedule. Now here's Mike Casper, Chris Walton, and the voice of the Broncos, Bob Bob Beeler. How does a basketball team have a just resounding victory? They had against Colorado State and somehow go down in the rankings. I don't understand, Bob Beeler. It's the computers. The computers look at the metrics. The computers probably looked at somebody else's that leapfrog Boise State, but they win eighty to fifty nine over Colorado State, and they fall from twenty one to twenty two. But you got to still like the computers better than the human polls. There is not a coach out there that has given Boise State a vote for the top twenty five, and there are only two votes in the AP top twenty five, which means either one person has them ranked twenty fourth. Or two people have them ranked 25th. That's interesting. I guess the, the obvious question here is, does Boise State deserve to be in the top 25? And there's some really good basketball teams out there. Yeah. Some really good ones. I don't know if Boise State's a top 25 team or not, but I would say they're a top 35. Well, they certainly have been in there all season long with sure. the computer. You know, to yeah. be honest with you, as far as the human polls, it doesn't matter. Right. Sure. As long as you get into the NCAA tournament and maybe get a little better seed than you had mm-hmm. last time. Gotta get and there. the computer numbers that the that the NCAA committee uses, Boise State is much higher in those metrics this year. There's not the bad loss to like Bakersfield last year. 
that's, that's in there. Yeah. So it's something's not going to be that lead weight that's going to that's going to drop you down. So maybe instead of being an eight, maybe all of a sudden you move up to a six if you keep going and you win the league and you win the tournament. Now it's going to be a lot harder, of course, because the other. Last year, the, the, it's in the cupboard already that you won the league regular sure. season and you won the tournament. Mm-hmm. Not to say that you can't do both this year, but there's four other teams that look very good this year in the Mountain West. I mean, there are five legitimate teams this year that are playing good basketball. Now, Nevada took a stumble late Saturday night against UNLV. That game was on the road, but they kind of dropped back a game, so they now sit at 6-3. and three. But, I mean, there's a definitive top half, bottom half for the league San Diego State is eight and one. Boise State will go there on Friday. Boise State all alone in second at seven and two. San Diego State has not played any of the other teams in the top half on the road yet this season. So they haven't been tested on they haven't been tested on the road. Correct. They played only the bad teams on Just the road. Just home cooking. And that's helped them a little bit. Okay. That's why they're seven or excuse me, that's why they're eight and one now. We got a couple games, uh, a couple games this week, and uh, to get ready for. But before we get uh, to talking about that, got to talk about the 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 weekend that mm. was, and you know, and not to belabor the point on on the rankings. The coaches and players will all say the same thing. They don't look at rankings. They don't look at the polls. They don't look at any of. Them. And my gut always tells me, with as fast as they say it, you liars. They look. You Every, liars. Everybody looks. <laughs> you liars. Everybody looks. You Everybody look at looks. the rankings, you look at this, and, and, and you got to believe that somehow, I mean, you don't want to look past Tuesday. You don't want to look past Tuesday at all. Ooh, no, you don't. And, and Air Force is one of those teams that, you know, if you watch the game against Colorado State, Colorado mm-hmm. State run a little bit of that backdoor action, and Boise State had some trouble with it. Well, Air Force is going to run that backdoor action against you a lot more than Colorado State. Kirill coming in there. Nice. And, the, and the other thing that I think always makes it tough when you go to Air Force, most times when you're there on a weeknight, there might be 2,000 people there. Mm-hmm. Right. It, there's not much of an atmosphere there. So you've got to bring your own energy to that game. Weather issue? I mean, snow no, issue? No, no, no. People just, just don't. They're not culture. that good. It's kind of tough to get in and out of the out of the academy. They haven't been overly good. Um, a lot of different reasons I think that Air Force doesn't draw. Now, you're going to get the exact opposite at San Diego State. You're going to get oh ten gosh, or 12,000 yeah. or whatever that mm-hmm. Viejas Arena seats. It's mm-hmm. going to be loud. It's a great atmosphere. It's going to be like going to New Mexico. It's going to be like what we had at our place. You know, you, you go to teams that are winning and that are playing exciting basketball in this league, you're going to get full houses. You go sure. to some of the teams that aren't doing as well, and it's not going to be as fun. So Boise, the, sorry, just uh, Boise State's got some kids out there that are playing terrific right yeah. now. Well, Tyson Degenhart right now, I think, is playing at an all-conference level. In his last four games, he's averaging 19.5 points and shooting 68%. He's made 32 of his last 47 baskets. He made 10 out of 11 shots Saturday, and he had a shot because he was 8-for-8 eight eight at one point. Alston, Derek Alston in 2020 and Alex Hobbs in 2017 both went 9-for-9 nine nine in the game. And he had a chance to, yeah. you know, join them as somebody that made every single shot. He missed his last, next to last shot, and then mm-hmm. made his last shot. So he finished ten for eleven. I mean, we should we should give him, <laughs> give him give him give uh, him. You know, what happened on that one shot you missed? You know, <laughs> fortunately they didn't need it either. Right. So, but no, he he's playing unbelievably, and he's getting so good inside. And I think he's a little undersized, but because he's undersized and he has played on the perimeter before. 
He's used to making moves. He's used to putting the ball on the floor, and he's a great passer. So he's becoming a tremendous inside scorer. Yeah. Voice of the Broncos, Bob Beeler, joining us here in studio. When we come back, we're going to hear from the coach, and we're going to hear from a couple players. Bronco Monday continues next. Now back to Bronco Monday on your flagship for Bronco basketball. News Talk, KBOI. Bob Beeler joining us here in studio. However, we're not Casper and Chris. I'm Nate Shellman. He's Rick Worthington. And when you, when you come off of a uh, when you come off of a sizable victory, <laughs> as uh, as the as Boise State did, it does get everybody in that good mood, that it fun sure mood. And, and we've listened to some of the uh, the clips uh, that that you have lined up for us. It, Nothing is nothing can light up a room more than a happy coach rice. <laughs> well, and then the first question that I asked him in the post game show was I gave him a choice of three things that the team did, and I asked him to choose what he thought was the best. Choices I gave him nineteen assists for the for the career of the excuse me, the season high mark. So that they had it one time against Texas A and M. That he held the eleventh opponent to under sixty. That means half the opponents Boise State has played have scored less than 60. Colorado State, a team averaging 75, got 59. And the fact that they made eight or more threes for the 12th time in 22 games. So I gave him that choice, and I said, what was the most impressive? I kind of stopped when you said 19 assists. Uh, that Because you got to remember, like there was four in the first half where we had an assist and they fouled us. So that's 23 assists right there. Probably had some of those in the second half. I haven't, I haven't checked those stats yet. But that's the way we practiced the last two days i was so impressed i think i told you guys that i I was really impressed with our response to that last game and you know uh it it it, i kind of i'm not saying i saw this coming as far as because i I have a lot of respect for colorado state and you look their games were overtime overtime one point overtime they rolled into st mary's beat them they're a good team and you saw that they can score in a hurry if you don't guard them really well and i think you know, they scored 16 points to start that second half. And uh, uh, if you just let them left to their own devices, they're going to score 120. You have to stop them. And we did We did that in stretches. Nice. Again, big win. Take, uh, Tyson Degenhart was the high scorer. He had 22 to go with four rebounds, three assists, no turnovers. The offense shot 59%, made 11-3, shot 11-13 at the free throw line, and asked him to comment on why the offense was so good. Uh, we were really moving the ball well. Uh, I said in the other media where we had 19 assists, and that's, you know, we have a goal of 16 each and every night, and to get 19 just testament to us trusting each other and making the right reads and getting each other open shots. Ask Tyson, ask Tyson another question. Of course, last year when he moved into the starting lineup was really when the team started to take off. So I asked him at what point last season he thought the team was going to be good, and then I asked him to think about the same question for this year's team when he thought this year's team would be good i think last year you know we got off to such a rough start it didn't take us until i think we went down to like san diego state and won there and had like that three games in five days and you know took care of business there and that was the real turning point where i thought okay well, we got something special here and then this year we knew we had something but we didn't have the start we wanted and uh, i think it was you know the new mexico game was kind of like okay we're here like it was such a great atmosphere there, but even though we lost, it was like a we can play with anyone in the country. To me, kind of interesting, guys, that he says that he kind of thought that, yeah, we're going to be really good in a game they lost. Right. Yeah. Well, it's they- not easy to win in New Mexico. No, and especially not with this year's New Mexico. Team. Yeah. And we'll finish with Coach Rice looking ahead tomorrow night at Air Force and then Friday night 
probably for first place if you take care of business with Air Force on Tuesday. Uh, San Diego State has to go to Nevada Tuesday night. The teams will meet in San Diego, so a tough road trip, two games away this week. Yeah, it's tough. You know, I had a coach one time say to me, and it's, uh, you know, every day out on the road you get 5 to t- Five to ten percent worse, and I, I'm like, I hope that's not the case. <laughs> no way. Now, the beauty of it is, you know, you're. It's just you break it down and comp- compartmentalize it like yeah. we always do. We got one game, and we're not worrying about the second one at all. And uh, yeah. you know, we're playing in a place that has fourteen hundred to two thousand fans compared to some of these. So it's a, it presents its own challenges. And man, they looked great last yeah. night. You know, I watched them last night, and um, you know, if they, they'll. They're capable. They're a, they can. They're they beat this team. They yeah. beat Colorado State, and you know they've beaten some other teams in the league too. Again, he's talking about Air Force, and uh, Air Force gives itself some challenges just because of the way they slow the game down and they try to take the air out of the basketball. They're a little bit pesky. You got to you got to concentrate on Air Force. If you look ahead to San Diego State, uh, that could be trouble. Rick likes using the term trap game, and and, and there is that when yeah. you just look past because you know you're going to have a fight on Friday to look past Air Force. It would be very easy to do. Mm-hmm. How much how much rest do you think they could get in that? How much rest do you think the team could get in a game though during uh, against Air Force? No, I, I don't. I don't think much. They've gone there and had a lot of trouble in the past. Okay, um, you know. Th- He's trying to get stuff out of his bench. He hasn't been able to play them that much. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it would be nice if you could get a big win where you could maybe not have to play starters 35 minutes, which is what he's been doing. I mean, if you ask me looking forward down to the crystal ball, you know, what's the biggest problem that Boise State might have on the horizon? I'd have to say that they need more out of the bench. I mean, the starters are averaging each in double figures. Sure. If you told me right now that I could sign for every game the rest of the season, the bench would come up with between 8 and 10 points. I'd go to the bank with that. Oh, if they do that, Boise State will win the league. I like that Boise State has been able to get big nights out of different guys. I mean, it was Max Rice one mm-hmm. night. It's Dagan Hart last night. Shaver yeah. Jr. The, the night before. Everybody chipping in right. at big spots. And I think a lot of it is matchup. And I think they've done a very good job with that where you know maybe the weak link for the other team is the person guarding whoever has the big yeah. night. And they, and they do a nice job when somebody is hot feeding the person mm-hmm. you'll see somebody get two or three baskets get him the ball that's right when we come back we're going to take a look at the uh, basketball schedule for the rest of this weekend maybe possibly get around to talking a little bit of uh bronco alumni football when we come back on bronco monday now back up bronco monday on your flagship for bronco basketball news talk kboi something going on almost every day this week tonight tomorrow <laughs> Got the got the coaches show on uh, on Thursday. Yeah, you got a busy weekend. Yeah, we, you, sir. we do, we do. Uh, to, tonight, six thirty, women's basketball. It's the makeup game with San Diego State that yes. was canceled when they couldn't get here. Tomorrow night at six thirty, it's the basketball game, men's basketball down at Air Force. Mm-hmm. Wednesday, I think there's nothing, right? No, yeah, that's that. You have a rest day. You're not used to that. <laughs> and then Thursday, we have both the women's game following. That's following the coaches show. Now, the coaches show this week is going to be recorded. Because both teams are on the road, so right. don't go to Ten Barrel this week. We won't be there, but we'll be there next Wednesday. You can still listen to the coaches show on the KBOI app, yeah. though, while you're, you're at, at Ten, 10 Barrel. Barrel. That's probably yeah. a good idea you, too. You can do that. Yeah, and then yeah. of course you got uh, you got a, you know you get the uh, game that everyone's geared up for on Friday. Yeah, against San Diego State, and they'll be the last team that Boise State has played. They they have played well. They finished with Nevada, but they'll play Air Force, who they haven't seen yet. And then San Diego State will be the last team in the conference we will play. Let's discuss just real quick 
the Mountain West has been really tight. You've got San Diego State at the top, Boise State now alone in second, and not a ton of basketball to be played in league. Yeah, about halfway through. There's yeah. 18 games, and the teams have played nine. So we're exactly at the halfway <laughs> point. It. San Diego State's 8-1. We're 7-2. and two. New Mexico, Utah State, and Nevada are all 6-3. and three. And then you go down to five losses. So the five teams that are going to get the bye in the first round and not have to play Wednesday at the tournament pretty much decided. The, the five top teams are the five top teams. Right. So let's go off script. Popular uh, Bronco Monday here. How did you feel when you saw the notification, when you read... When you, when you read the headline, Kellen Moore not at Dallas. How did you feel? I, I was actually thrilled. Okay. Because I think he needs to get away from there. I think he needs to go somewhere else. And I don't believe you can interview for the same job you have unless you're out. In other words, if you're an offensive coordinator mm-hmm. for one team, right. you can interview for a head coaching job with somebody else because it's a promotion. If you're a position coach for a team, you can interview – for an offensive or defensive coordinator's position because it's higher than the position you have. I'd love to see him go to the Chargers with Justin Herbert. I think he can make a big difference there. Interesting. I, I think I think Dallas people probably wanted him out. I mean, you want to talk about the fan base, and uh, let's see if they get what they want. I don't think they will. I think they'll be disappointed. Uh, Mike McCarthy, the head coach, is going to call plays. But I was actually kind of happy because I thought that it would be better if he left the organization. I have a theory. I just don't think that... I think Jerry had Kellen Moore pegged as a guy who was a potential head coach guy and just didn't want to let him go. And that's been true for a number of years. Well, and, and he very well could be the next head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. You go away a year, you um, do better yeah. where you are. Cowboys flop this next year, even worse than they've yeah. done. McCarthy could be out and you could come back. Sometimes and, you've got to leave to come back. Mm-hmm. And McCarthy likes to call plays. I think he kind of hamstrung Kellen what he could do. That's just my thought. Mm-hmm. Busy week for uh, Bronco basketball this week again. T- we got tonight women's basketball, tomorrow night men's basketball at Air Force. Thursday night we have uh, we have the we have the coaches show and the women's game, and of course Friday night against San Diego. Bob, thank you so much, sir. Nice job. Day from ten to one, it's Dan Bongino. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris live and local on News Talk KBOI. Again. This is why you shouldn't be too close with your co-workers. <laughs> uh-huh. Both Mike Casper and Chris Walton coincidentally got sick the same weekend, the same time, in the same manner. That's why you're waking up this morning listening to Nate Shellman and Rick Worthington. And you know what I'm going to do on top of that, Rick? I am going to actually take heat off of you i i think i might have an unpopular opinion is this in regards to the football game yesterday i might have two un, uh, unpopular oh. opinions oh well because okay. we talked about this uh we, we talked about this caldwell substitute teacher here and i i'm, I'm not i'm not about to advocate videotaping kids fighting i'm not about to advocate uh, encouraging kids to fight. All right. That's by the way. That's not your job. If you're the substitute teacher, your job is to you, I don't know, make them read, write, do something like scholastically. That's what they're there for. They're not there for your entertainment. However, however, however there is a however. Okay. Yes, I come. I, I didn't ever thought I'd be this old this soon. 
I never thought the generations would change over. But I, I come from an era where some teachers didn't have a problem if two students had a beef with each other. And they would actually make the suggestion and, and be a part of this if you if if you want to join you know if you remember this the same way I did if your school was similar lunchtime uh, or after school once in a while before school but not often that was just way too early uh, but either lunchtime or after school mm-hmm. you'd start hearing the chant from around the corner down the hall right. Fight, 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 fight. Heard it lots of times. Yep. And, you know, that that's where just something happened in the hallway. Pushy, pushy, shovey, shovey. You know, usually there was a girl involved or somebody got to, you know, somebody kissed somebody's girl or looked at somebody's girl or whatever. Yeah. Um, and it would happen. Now, once in a while, and it happened to me, once in a while the teacher would say, you two need to handle this and then drop it. And I had that happen to me in school. So I wouldn't say that my high school history teacher, Father Dominic. <laughs> Father Dominic, the history teacher, said, boys, take care of this after school. Take care of this after school. And we didn't go to the gym. We didn't put on boxing gloves. Nope. We were right back in, we were right back in his classroom. Door was closed. Nobody else was allowed. Nobody else, nobody else watched. There was no videotaping. I don't even think we had that capability back in the day. We barely were able to download one singular picture. Yeah. If you remember dial-up, you know exactly what I'm talking. There was one computer in the <laughs> in the library. Do you have I don't I, I don't have a problem with a chaperoned overseen fight of kids. Now, as the story comes out of Caldwell, it doesn't sound like that was it. This guy's charged with uh, four counts of injury to child, one count of enticing a right, and four counts of violation of the Juvenile Corrections Act, encouraging a minor to fight. Like, yeah, because he was stupid. Allegedly stupid. I have a instant message I'd like to read. Okay. Jerry Dog says... Rick, why am I not surprised Nate got in fights in school? That's it. That's all it was. Jerry Dog. I got a bunch of fights in school. I did too. I fought all the time. I spit on my but, letter jacket freshman year. He didn't do that well, again. I think, um, you know, it's called progress when you can get kids to stop fighting and start working out their problems on their own. But yeah. at least where I came from, guys would throw down trade hands a little bit and that was uh that was it that that's how you figured out where the line was drawn and and uh understood each other a little bit more i think there has to be a space for the physical outlet because uh sometimes it gets to that point if you you get to the more violent possible more violent worse violent scenarios faster if you in my opinion if you take away the possibility of fights. And, and by the way, I'm talking about for both men and women, and I hate to say this and be sexist, but I'm not afraid of it. Uh, I've never seen, I'll say it, I'll call it the same way we called it back in the day. Chick fights are more horrendous, were always more horrendous than any of the dudes fighting ever were in school. 
Yeah, there was a lot of there was a lot of things mm. happening there. Yeah. Two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred. Matt in Middleton has been on hold since his last school fight. Go ahead, Matt. <laughs> Thanks, Matt. <laughs> well, technically, I've never had a fight like this in, in school. So to give credit where credit is due, I cannot take credit for having a fight in school. However, I did have friends that did resolve their situations in a uh, in a high school wrestling mat room, and uh, the teacher, who was also the coach at the time. Uh, he, he gave a great explanation. He says, our school had a zero-tolerance policy for fighting. He right. says, the, the first offense, it was a mi- uh, minimum two-day suspension, and the parents were notified, a police report, a police report was filed, and then if the second attempt came out there, it was an automatic expulsion. Mm-hmm. So the, off, the, the teacher had a great way of handling this. He would explain this to both parties and say, you have one option to... Tr- to uh, fix this situation, and I'll only give you one option. He said, we can go in the mat room, and you guys can solve your differences. No, he, he laid out ground rules. That was the biggest thing was ground rules. Yep. No, no kicking, no biting. and No weapons. If, if they were, yep, no weapons, and they were given gloves, and that was to protect. Uh, we only had one altercation where a parent was contacted from a kid with bruises, with cheek bruising, and that was actually solved very ethically. The parent was contacted the school saying, hey, why the hell does my kid have bruises on his cheeks? And so the principal got involved, and they went and talked to the teacher. Now, they never got the SRO involved because the SRO would have to come out with a police report, and that would really do some detrimental harm to potential kids going to college and et cetera. So with an understanding from the parent of what happened with the principal, it, it was okay. One of the things, like they said, they drew the line. They says, this is your one and only time. You guys will solve these differences in this mat room. If this happens outside of mats, outside of this situation ever again, you're going straight to the SRO, no questions asked. And the teachers know, by the way. The teachers know who the overly aggressive kids are. They know who the bullies are. Uh, they, they also know who the smart mouths are. They know who the instigators are. Right? I mean, you... you, you it, they're not deaf. They're not blind. They 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 know the well, culture of the class probably more than a parent who's not there in school knows it. Well, and that was another thing that they highly expressed. They went over it. What will happen to you if this progresses on to a police report? And they they both parties understood if this goes to where the police get involved, your lives are over. Might as well just forget about high school because you you're gonna you know have a number by the end of the by the time you're eighteen. So, so Matt, what are you telling me? Are you telling me that the kids should get one? Should the kids get one? You get one fight? Absolutely. Uh, get it out of their system. They, like you said, where they draw the line, they, knew, they know where they stand, you know, who is wrong, whatever like that. And, again, and I mean, you match it up. You, you would match it up. I mean, you, you wouldn't put a heavyweight against a featherweight. Right. And no solicitors whatsoever. They were warned if they talked about this outside of high school, because you know all kids are going to talk. Right. But they were strict, strict warnings. If you talk about this outside of high school. You're done. Uh, yep, you're done. You're done. No, and, no, no. But, nobody gets to watch it. Nobody sure as hell is recording it. Yeah, well, that was it. So. Yeah, I appreciate it, Matt. I appreciate it. Is there room for physical fighting in schools? 
Matt, appreciate the call. Most schools have the zero tolerance policy. Teachers anymore can't be involved. Learning something about the uh, the call. And again, I'm not advocating or fighting for or in favor of this substitute sure, teacher. I mean, at all. I, I get it. Okay. Okay, just I want, I want to make this abundantly clear. I'm not saying this guy was misunderstood. This guy was a dummy. Now I understand why he wasn't a full-time teacher. This guy was stupid beyond belief. Criminally stupid? Yeah, we'll leave that up to a judge. Is there room to allow kids to have one fight in school? 208-336-3700. Pound 670 on your Verizon wireless phone, 1-800-529-KBOI. You can email me, me nate at kboi.com. You can instant me. You can text us, 208-336-3700. Again, the teacher involved in, uh, in Caldwell, which, by the way, uh, possibly lost his job. Four counts of injury to child, uh, to child. One count of enticing a riot. Four counts of violation of the Juvenile Corrections Act, encouraging a minor to fight. During class. For 10 seconds. Not the smartest thing I've ever heard, for sure. Get 670 KBOI on Alexa. First say, Alexa, enable the 670 KBOI skill. Then, when you want to listen, say, Alexa, open 670 KBOI. Now, back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. I knew it was going to be unpopular. Okay. However, how many different ways? I, I will say this. I will say this. Um, by the way, I'm Nate Shell, and I'm not Mike Casper, in case you hadn't figured that out by now. He's not Chris Walton. He's Rick Worthington. Uh, but you can still call and be a part of the program. 208-336-3700. Pound 670 on your Verizon wireless phone. You can call me all kinds of old school, antiquated, whatever. Okay? Because... And we felt the same way when we were kids. Stop telling us about the way things used to be. However, back in the day, back in the day, the country, with the power of a flashlight, sent three people to outer space and two of them landed on the moon. Okay? (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, back in the day, the country used to accomplish a lot where now, now that we have all these feelings and now that we have all these rules and now that we have all these, you know, back in the day, there was a booklet that my parents had with the names and phone numbers of all the other parents yeah. who were in my class. Now, it's, I think it's actually against the law to have yeah, you that. You can't share that information. Those, those are hidden. So how we got from there to here is beyond me. And, and there's always stupid people. There were stupid people then. There's stupid people now. There's a stupid person in Caldwell who apparently, allegedly, encouraged two boys, two girls in middle school, Seringo Middle School, to fight each other. Also, this dum-dum allegedly uh, recorded it. And this video found its way onto social media. Which is not the way. Not the way you're supposed to do this. You're not supposed to have Kitty Fight Club. Mm-hmm. All right? Not supposed to do that. No. no. First rule about Fight Club, don't talk about Fight Club. Second rule, don't videotape it. Sure, don't post it on social media. It's dumb. However, I get I get a message here. Unnamed. Back in the 30s and 40s, boxing used to be part of the normal curriculum. Almost everyone was exposed to the sport. Any problems quickly could be resolved in and out of class, but in a controlled environment. I was in I was in the boxing club in high school. Were you now? Yeah. I had one fight. How'd you do? I won. 
Seriously. Yeah, I, I had one fight and I won. Back in the day, you used to be in shape. I'm in better shape now than I have been in a while. But okay. yes, sir. No, I'm, I'm just saying, very much I mean, so. No, like back in the day, you were you were you were I, a starter. Uh, I was 175 pounds my senior year, and couldn't get anyone to fight at 175 pounds. And there weren't very many people in the boxing clubs mm-hmm. around. I didn't have anybody in my school that was in boxing club at my weight class, so I had to fight someone a weight class down it was like 160 pounds i think okay and that kid worked me for three rounds and i only hit him once and he lost his legs and i was able to get a tko but um i don't think i hit that kid for two and a half rounds at all yeah my only my only boxing match was a win there has high school you can look it up i'm sure it's you know no it's not Teasing. There have to be there. there uh, my again, my stupid opinion, my uninformed, my biased opinion. There has to be a physical outlet if we want kids to not result to stabbings or shootings. And you have a whole bunch of keyboard warriors out there. Mm-hmm. You 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 lack that physical. You lack that physical release before. You know, I I always felt like. Football was that outlet for me, mm-hmm. or baseball was that outlet for me. Not I, everybody's I into need, sports. I know, I get that. Right. And I, I needed that outlet for me. Right. And and looking back at it, I didn't realize at the time how much I really needed those outlets. They they were good for me. I look at my son and I say he really needed those outlets of basketball and baseball. And I'm glad that my girls are involved in sports right now because I think equally women need those outlets yeah. to get that aggressiveness out of you especially when you're a kid and for kids that don't play sports i still think they need an outlet and sometimes you can get that in a number of places i don't think school is the place for fighting no but it's not why we pay taxes it's not there's no judgment based on that we don't we don't gauge the success of our schools based on yeah, you know, we may not know how to read and write, but our kids can take out your kids. We, we, that's that's it, not the metric. I think the, the biggest problem that I have is that there is bullying that takes place in schools all over the place. Just just the way it did when, when we were kids, there was bullying there as well. But there was always a way to handle a bully. Yeah, but you, could, back you, in could, the day, you could escape it once you left school. Yes, now you can't Cyber do bullying that. is very real, too. But yeah. back in the day, mm-hmm. An old school way of dealing with a bully. Nothing tells a bully how you feel like a pop in the mouth. Outside alleyway. You can't do that anymore. After last bell. Yeah. We're going to go off school grounds and we're going to take care of our business. That's how you That's how you dealt with some bullying back in the day. We can't do that anymore. When we come back, there's a uh, piece of legislation that passed through Utah, which could make its way here regarding kids and transgender treatment. Talk about that here in a little bit. In the meantime, it, it, it's going to be a subject of discussion uh, this week with Capital Clarity. Uh, mm, it's, it's going to be right. uh, it, it's a subject of discussion with about uh, 10 other uh, 10 other states. You know, when is when is when is it too young? Who should be able to get treatment? Because there's there's an opinion of, out there that says, yeah, kids are going through something, but then again, there's always kids that just want to get attention. And I guess a popular way to get attention. It's 2023. A popular way to get attention is to raise the transgender flag to say that uh, you were possibly uh, born in the wrong gender. And 
God forbid anybody question that. God forbid a parent question that. God forbid anybody from school question that. Uh, God forbid the therapist even question it. All somebody has, it's, it's almost like base tag where somebody just says, hey, I'm a this, and now everybody has to accept it. In Utah, though, they're at least saying you have to be diagnosed. Hmm. Talk about that for a little bit because I, yeah, again, I'm, I'm actually not too far from, we, uh, from you on this one. There are other issues I would hope our state legislature addresses more important that do affect everybody, at least the taxpayers. But we'll talk about that when we come back after news. Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are News Talk KBOI. I'm Nate Shellman. He's Rick Worthington. This still is the Casper and Chris show, but uh, Casper and Chris are off sick. Hopefully they'll be back tomorrow. That'd be nice. Or soon. I mean, that'd be good for, you know, more you than me, because I'll be up anyway, but... Appreciate you coming in this morning. You know what though? I I actually dig it. I actually I actually enjoy waking up early and saying hi to everybody and, and you know. Maybe not Nathaniel so much. Not so but, much Nathaniel. Right. Uh by the way, I uh <laughs> newsboy, um, just so you know, uh-huh. I don't know when the ruling for this is, is gonna happen, but the uh the attorneys for uh Lori Vallow are asking uh, a judge to dismiss the murder case against her because they oh. feel it's taken too long. Yeah. I'll be waiting with bated breath on that denial. Yeah, because that is going to get dismissed no time in the near future. 349 days have passed. Now, this story in the Idaho Press. 349 days have passed from her district court arraignment on April 19th to April 3rd, the day the trial has begun to be set. So they're, they're, they're not happy with that. Uh, her trial, her trial should have started, according to them, in uh, in October. But she was ruled nuts. Sorry, uh, uh, until uh, until she was able to... It's not to, a technical uh, term, but it works. She was found incompetent. Now she's competent. By the way, uh, just so we can put this out there for everybody, there's no way that this is going to get dismissed. And all you really have to do is go back and say, well, we did have this thing going on called COVID, and there were a number of courts where... We weren't even doing anything, and then there was a backlog, and then we were having to do everything by video. Yeah, well, we're glad we kept you safe from COVID. You'll just be, you know, you had to stay in a little longer, but you got three squares and a cot, so, hey, ease up. And again, this it's is not going to get dismissed. This is also a person who was so concerned that her kids were yeah. lost that she went, apparently, to go find them in Hawaii. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, you know. It's the level that's the level that we're playing at here. I could talk about that case all day and never run out of different weird points to talk about. Just all day. That it's one of the craziest stories I've ever covered. And disturbing. Well, disturbing, but yeah. But the backstory, the backstory on both both of them uh, there's a reason that so many TV shows have covered this as much as they have. I'm only surprised that they're being tried together because I thought that I thought there would be different defenses for for now. Yeah, and that's not going to be the case because they're having to be tried together, which I'm in favor of. I I just I, nothing nothing to me is going to last long. So I think at some point they might sever it. Which, by the way, if they sever it, that'll just delay both of the cases. Yeah. 
Even more. Right. Yeah. So all they're going to say, what's their defense going to be? The other one made me do it. That's that's why you would sever it. The other one made me do it. Um, but yeah, I, I do agree with you. I don't I don't think there's any way that a judge grants the motion. I think this is just one of those things that an attorney files yeah. just to I mean, make themselves. When the judge denies it, we'll let you know. But yeah, I don't think anybody is under the impression, oh, she should be out of jail any moment. No, no, no. This has gotten some national coverage. Uh, state uh, state below us, Utah, first state this year to ban gender-affirming treatment for kids. Kids is defined as under 18 under in this case? Under the age of 18. Fast-tracked bill in Utah that would prohibit transgender surgery for those under the age of 18 would ban hormone treatment, minors who have not yet being diagnosed with gender dysphoria. Two days after the session opened, I don't know if they have a property tax issue or a grocery tax issue. Yeah, they might have um, something. But they are now, there's now 10 states that have dealt with this issue. And being the betting people we are, we could very easily see this in Idaho. We might even see it this week or next week, knowing what kind of speakers are, are coming into town to uh to talk about their experience with going through uh transgender treatment as a minor. Kansas, Kentucky, Missouri, Montana, New Hampshire, Oklahoma, South Carolina, Texas, Tennessee, and Virginia. All are states that have uh similar uh similar pieces of legislation. Do you want to see it here? Now, before you answer that, before you answer that, when Rick and I were talking off air, do you mind if I just throw you under the bus? Well, you Good, usually I will. do. So, so <laughs> during the break when we were talking about this, Rick asked me, "Hey, did, did was there a bill about property tax? Was there a bill about grocery mm-hmm. tax? Was there a bill about any of this?" And to my knowledge, no, no, there's not. Nope, there's not yet. There's a number of bills. I'm told it's coming, but so is Christmas. So. Everything. That's a good point. I love that. <laughs> Everything's in front of us. <laughs> That's the funnest thing you've said all morning. Yes. <laughs> now, all that being said, uh, neither one of us are elected officials. Neither one of us are in the House or Senate. We both know what the issues are. and We both know what people are, are very passionate about. And there are people who are passionate about the transgender fad that's been going on lately, the transgender treatment fad that's been going on lately, whether it's the treatment, the calling, or dealing with the cause. That's the other reason we talk about Caldwell Schools. Do you want to see a piece (laughs) of what? Do you want to see this legislation in Idaho? Do you want to see Idaho pass a law, a law that would prohibit transgender surgery for those under the age of 18? Do you want to see Idaho pass a law that would ban hormone treatments for minors who have not yet been diagnosed? Because they are two different things. Gender dysphoria? Yes. They are two different things. One, I mean, obviously, one surgery and the other one's pills. 208 336 3700. Pound 670 on your Verizon wireless phone, 1 800 529. KBY, you can email me, nate at kby.com. If uh, parents will correct me if I'm wrong. However, I think right now the law is a, a minor can't get a tattoo unless they have permission from uh, their parents. I think parents. you're supposed to have permission in order to get a tattoo if you're under the age of 18. Okay. 
I believe so. Okay. Um, I don't know if ears can be pierced. I don't know if a kid can just walk up to a piercing place and say, hey, I want to get my ears pierced. I want to get my nose pierced. I don't know the answer to that. Ohio, where I grew up, you had to have your parents' permission. Had In California, have... where I grew up, you did not. Okay. So there's government. There's there, there's a fad topic out there. And then you have the role of government. Is it government's place to tell the parent, forget about, forget about the kid for a second. Because mm-hmm. I'm assuming any of this happens with the parent's permission. And maybe I'm making a huge assumption. You know, if your kid's going to go in for surgery, if you don't know about it, it's because your kid's in an ambulance. Am I right or wrong on that? I Usually any time that your child is in harm's way, mm-hmm. parental contact is made. Right. So, I mean, unless they can't find who the parent is, and that, that exactly. is also a case. But if, in a case where somebody is diagnosed with gender dysphoria and someone under the age of 18 is going to a doctor and saying, hey, this is what I want to do, I think doctors will have to contact parents, number one, because this child isn't going to have any insurance. Right, right. I mean, you, you got to, there are costs that are involved here, and doctors like to get paid. So, okay, who's paying for this? But there are parents who are, apparently there are parents who are okay with this. They're sold on. They may not like it. But they, they, they approve of the treatment. Is it the, and I'm just asking this question out loud, is it the state of Idaho's job? Is it the state of Idaho's pr- uh, place to say who does and who doesn't get surgery, who does or how they do get treated? Because there are parents. Every one of these minors has a parent or a guardian sure. involved with their life. 208 336 pound 670 on your Verizon wireless phone, 1-800-529-KBOI. You can email me, nate at kboi.com. Thankfully, I don't know, I, I guess thankfully or just by the cause of happiness, I don't know any parents that have had to deal with this firsthand. I read about a lot of parents who are dealing with it. Hear from a lot of parents, you see parents in the news who are dealing with it. Every time there's a kid you know, we talk about transgender bathrooms in schools. We've mm-hmm. we've had that discussion more sure. times than, than than I care to. Sure. But there's always the other part of me that goes, wait a second. There's parents involved in this. Yeah. They're they're uh, in my head. I'm I'm for some reason imagining my parents, and it never would have gotten that far. But I'm imagining yeah. two adults saying, "Yes, my kid is now identifying as a different gender. They now need this, that, and the other thing." Well, I I think you're you're on to something there. Look, even. There, there are going to be people out there that are not going to support this in any way, shape, or form because sure. they believe that men should all be men and women should all be women. I happen to believe that you can support the LGBTQ community and still not be in favor of someone who is under the age of 18 going through a surgery like that. Just because I disagree with you doesn't mean I hate you. Sure. But, but more than that, when you were 16, 17 years old, did you really have an idea of how you identified and or I, I make this point for a very important reason. Yeah. I had a, I had a friend growing up. We knew he was gay from the time he was 
11 years old. Okay. He was okay. gay. He wasn't making a choice. He was gay. Right. Right. But and he didn't exactly identify yep. that way because he was involved in church. He was told by his parents being gay is wrong. Mm-hmm. And so he battled with that his entire life. Mm-hmm. At some point, he may have decided when he came out as gay that maybe he wanted to change his identity and or had gender dysphoria. Never got to that point, but it's something that he struggled with. I think at 18, he wasn't sure what he wanted to be. Does that make sense? Makes sense. I I just would hate for him to have made a decision as someone under 18, not yet having all the information available to him. Now, I, I support the idea that it's between him and his parents. Yeah. And make a good decision based on the person. And you are whoever you are. I mean, you know, there's I, I can see the kids that are in front of me and in my way at the uh, grocery store all the time during lunch. You know, there are kids out there, and there's always been kids out there. There's, there were always the golf kids. There were always the nerdy sure. kids. There were always the jocks that have no problem identifying the, the, the fad kids. Sure. They had to have the haircut and the style of the moment. Oh, they, and the designer jeans. Sure. Got to have the stuff. Nike. Got to have Jordans on. So th- there's there's always been kids that have had no problem trying to find their identity or find how they are or who they are. And just like you, yeah, there, there was a bunch of kids in high school. You knew you knew they were gay, mm-hmm. and that was just it. Like, you, you just knew it. Either they went to prom or they went to the dances or they didn't, um, but you just knew. You, you just knew, and that was it. We didn't have the issue of, hey, do we take this a step farther and yeah. change the plumbing? Yeah. We, we, we right. didn't deal with that in school. No. No, that wasn't an option. Should Idaho be able to step in? We have one break left. Should the state of Idaho step in and say, don't put the kids in surgery until after they're 18? That way, they're 18, and they can have a say-so. Mm-hmm. They are the final judgment. Not their parents, not a doctor, not anybody. Nope. They are, they, you can sign up for war, you, you can vote, all of it. And if you want to go through surgery, wait till you're 18. Period. Or should it be up to the parents if they want to do it beforehand? There are 10 states that are doing this. Utah just did it. 208-336-3700. One more segment left on this. And Shapiro this afternoon at 1. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Are you trying to bribe Walton? Is that what you're doing over there? Are you offering I, him tickets? I, I don't know if I did or not. Get better? <laughs> I didn't do anything. <laughs> it's like if, I, if, I, if I offer Casper half a year's worth of hair product for free, will he magically get better? That's a good question. In time for tomorrow. Uh, he show. does spend an awful lot of time and money fiddling with his hair. We're not yeah. calling them names, you know, just because we're around the uh, topic we are. I'm just saying the man is the most vain <laughs> male. He is the most vain oh, male about wow. his hair. I was uh, not connecting dots. Thank you very much. I, I made it clear they're not connected. Thank you very much. The uh, most vain male there is on the face of the planet when it comes to his hair. Uh-huh. It's all there is. Should Idaho, do you want to see Idaho come up with a law? Again, would they... Property tax hasn't changed, and we still have to pay tax on groceries. But do you 
want to see the Idaho legislature present a bill that would inject the state and state rules and state guidelines into who gets treated for transgender issues, transgenderism, but dysphoria, dysphoria. I think as the only parent in the room, I I can at least speak to how I feel as a parent. If it were my child that was wanting to have an operation to change their sex from one to the other, I would say, no, you can't do it until you're of age to do it on your own. And the reason why is not because I don't support them and the choices they want to make on something like that. No, it's because you're cheap and you don't want to pay for it. Well, that's part of it. Okay. No. Uh, it has everything to do with how much do you mature between the age of 16, 17, 18 to 25 to 30. There's a lot of maturing right. still there that, that needs to happen. It's the reason we can't drink until we're 21 because I the brain is not want- developed a child to make a decision like that because it's more than likely a snap decision based on something that's doesn't have much to do with real life monkey see monkey do well i i I think that certainly social media is going to play on that your peers are going to play in on that and just grow up a little bit before you make a choice like that a 16 17 year old doesn't need to make that choice yet although they can be right about that sure I think still some maturing needs to happen before you can make a good decision in big life choices. How do you have hair on your head? No, <laughs> with all this going around, wow. having 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 girls, I, I don't under, I don't understand. I mean, just the the idea of so many so many issues that surround them. I don't under, I don't even know how you sleep at all. Mm. Just, we, just I, I'm not I'm not talking about your kids. I'm just talking sure. about kids. In general, 208-336-3700. Jim, Eagle, do you want to see Idaho yeah, pass would... a law that kind of protects parents? Uh, I think so. And and what I'm going to tell you real quick here is uh, I was just in a conversation about this, and I looked it up, and uh, they're in Sweden where they were the pioneers in this, uh, going back to the 60s with sex change operations. They are now backing away from this for children up to, I think they said, age of 21, they're not allowing uh, drugs or surgery because they have been tracking this for since the 60s, and they have they have proof. These people have the highest rate of suicide, even in a country that is fully supportive hmm. and where the surgery is paid for and they are treated like anybody else. And they are saying that this these people are too young to be going through this transition. So specifically, they have tracked people that went through the transition pre-pubic uh, pubescence and pre-20 like 21 years old and they are finding that even in that situation where they had full support of the society they still have the highest suicide rate and they are also saying that at least 39 percent the study i read 39 percent of those people have schizophrenia and other mental issues that are masked by this that this is a sign of it a symptom and it's not being addressed because they are being accepted as what they believe they are and they're so instead of saying okay this person has a mental illness they're saying oh this person has a right to decide for themselves right and so these uh, the few i'm not saying all of them i'm saying that percentage of them are not getting the mental health care they need and they maybe start out as a cutter or something like that and now as I said, they still have a very high suicide rate. So in Sweden, uh, I think 
you know, that's what a lot of the scientists, uh, uh, clinicians, I guess they call them. Clinicians. Yeah, yeah, that's, you know, they were using those studies going back to the 60s to support doing it here. But those folks there are now backing away from it because of the scientific evidence that there's something else going on. So that's that's all I wanted to get And and, and it goes and it goes to, I guess, fall in line with so many other things that we have here in America. I mean, we -hmm. we we have more choice than they do. However, we do prohibit kids from doing a number of things until they're 18. We prohibit them because we we, mm-hmm. we we put a number on it. We say eighteen. After this number, you can make your own choices. After this, you could you could sign up for the armed services. You can move out. You you are now responsible for yourself. Till then, no. You want to smoke? Well, now you got to wait till you're twenty one. You want to vote? Got to wait till got to wait till you're eighteen. Rick, it's been a pleasure, man. It's been a pleasure. Maybe yeah. tomorrow. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe we'll see. Find out then.